chapter 25 of 2 Chronicles, let us stand in verse number 1. It says, Amaziah was twenty and five years old when he began to reign. And he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoiadim of Jerusalem. Now watch this. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. That's good to know, ain't it? That's good to know. But I always love the conjunction word, but. Because anytime you find the word but in the Bible, you better be hold on. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We just ask you to touch our hearts and minds this morning, Lord. Help us to realize that we need you more today than we did yesterday. And Father, we'll just praise you and lift you up and give you the glory and honor in all things that we do. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Uh, here's a man that just looking at him, he's doing everything right. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. That word right means to be straightforward, not crooked. So as far as you can tell, this man is living a clean life. I believe he goes to the house of God every time the door is open. And, and, and I, I believe that when he began to sing the songs, you can look at him and he'll be a singing the songs with the crowd. I don't believe there's anything about him that you would say he's a hiding sin in his life. No one could stand at this point and, 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 and point their finger at them and say, uh, you're not living the kind of life you should live. You're not living like the, you're living like the devil. He's not down at the bars on Saturday night. He's not running around having a good time. But how many of you know that the Lord not only looks on the outside, but He also looks on the inside of the heart? How many of you have heard this statement before, and I've heard it plenty of times, and I've said it plenty of times, uh, when somebody's asked you to do something you just did not want to do? <laughs> and they, they try to get you to do something. I'm talking about in the church try to get you to do something that you just didn't want to do, but you decided you was going to do it just because it's church or the preacher asked you. And they would say, well, I will do it. My heart ain't going to be in it. My heart ain't going to be in it. I'll do what you want me to do. But my heart's not in it. There will be many times that your body be right where it should be in the place that it should be, but your heart is far from it. The king was uh, heading in the right direction, but his heart, he did that right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. That, that word perfect does not mean sinless perfection. It just means wholehearted. 
I'm going to do what God wants me to do with my whole heart. I'm going to give it everything that God has given me. He did right in the sight of the Lord, but he wasn't doing it with the whole heart this morning. He was in the house of God, but his heart wasn't there. He, he was singing the songs, but his heart wasn't there. He is around the right people, but he wished he was somewhere else with some other crowd. Listen to me, it's entirely possible to be doing the right things, serving the Lord, tithing, worshiping, reading your Bible, witnessing. It's entirely impossible that you're doing everything that you should be doing, but your heart's not in it. You can be sitting here this morning going through the motions. But your heart has never left your house this morning. I'm wondering this morning. Is your heart in it this morning? The Bible says uh, has a lot to say about the heart. There's a, uh, there's a hardened heart. There's a foolish heart. There's a wicked heart. There's a sick heart. There's a backslidden heart. A stony heart. A rebellious heart. A proud heart. A fearful heart. That's a heart that none of us want to have this morning. The Bible says there's a pure heart. A kind heart. A joyful heart. A true heart. An established heart, a forgiving heart, a comforting heart, a new heart, a clean heart. I, I want to be a man that's after God's own heart. The Bible shall, says, Thou shalt love the Lord God, thy God, with all thy heart and with all thy might and all thy soul. That's the first great commandment that God has given us. God is not just satisfied with your body, but God wants your heart and soul. God wants every Christian that is here this morning, and I'm glad you're here this morning, but is your heart in it this morning? Now, I know there's some times you, you come to the house of God, and I've been there too, uh, and you've had, you had to drag yourself to the house of God. You, you worked all day. You've battled the devil all week long. I get that. I get that. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting to the place where you come week after week, service after service, and your heart just ain't in it. It's just a struggle to be here. But if your heart is in it, the songs we sing, uh, uh, the, we start singing and, and it starts lifting you up and it starts encouraging. And, and when the preaching gets to preaching and your heart's in it, it starts making the day look better. And all the things that you went through all last week, uh, it makes it look just like in the distance to you. And you start getting encouraged and you're looking for the next day if your heart's in it. But if your heart's not in it, you're just waiting to get home this afternoon 
afternoon to lay down and take a nap. Amen. I know I am. Amen. <laughs> we need to put our whole heart in it this morning. We're, we're going to heaven. Mm. Your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to look at the things this morning that uh, the problem this guy had. What caused this to happen? And this is where I really want you to pay attention to me this morning. Because I believe we could be just like the king here. Sitting here, raising our hands, amen, but our hearts are not in it. And, and there's a reason why his heart is not in it. There's a reason why. So the reason, this guy learned it from someone. Turn back to chapter 24, verse number 2. He had to learn what he was doing from somebody. Somebody had to influence him. Daddy's listening up to me. 24 verse 2. And Joas did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. This is his father. Amaziah's father. This is his father. He did right, that which was right in the sight of the Lord. All the days of Johada the priest. He's doing everything that is right. The preacher was preaching in verse 17. Joanna dies. Verse 18. And they left the house of the Lord God and their fathers and served the groves and idols and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for their trespasses. He's sitting in the house of God. The preacher is preaching and his heart it's not there. He was thinking about the groves. They're having a big time at the groves. Uh, they're having a good time down at the ball field. They're having a good time down at the bar. But I can't go because the preacher is preaching. But look, the young people, the only reason why they're in church today is because they're living under your roof. You're going to say, hey, you're going to the house of God. You're going to go with me. You're not going to go what you do with you. I know some families that mom and daddy would get up and go to church and leave their children at home to play games and do what they wanted to and would not make them go to church. Mom and daddy, listen to me. If your child... You ought to say, hey, you're going to house of God. There is not an option for you. Get up, get dressed, get ready. I'm just saying, but listen to me, mom and daddy. They know your heart just as good as God knows your heart. They know if you're going to the house of God wholehearted or half-hearted. You know, the biggest problem with a lot of churches is not the people outside, it's the people on the inside. You know a reason why a lot of preachers get so discouraged. Mama and daddy will go home, and on the way home, kids sitting in the back seat. Oh, I just didn't like what the preacher said this morning. 
He, he, was, he was looking dead at me and said that was all about me. I, I'm just going to be mad about that. I, my, I'm just going to get upset about that. And all the time you're going home, your kid's sitting back going, <laughs> hoping you don't go back because you don't go back, they ain't got to go either. Amen. Get mad, get mad at the preacher. I'm saying if you get mad at me, that's fine, I don't care. I have learned to let it roll off my back. I care less anymore. But wait till you get home, lock yourself in your bedroom, go into your closet, and then talk bad about me. Don't do it in front of your kids, because you know what? Especially his kids, they'll come and tell me. They ain't shy one bit. They'll come and tell me. But that's the problem. He is watching his daddy. His daddy is sitting in church. His daddy is doing what's right in the eyes of God. But his heart's not there. And as soon as the preacher... Um, I better not say that. <laughs> as soon as the preacher's not there no more. As soon as I die. Not here no more. He got up and left. Why? Because his heart wasn't in it. His heart was not there. He, he, and his son is watching him doing exactly what he's doing. I, I'm going to church because the preacher said I have to. I'm doing all these things because the Bible said I have to. But listen, as soon as that preacher's gone, I'm going to the groves. I can see them every, every time I walk to church. I'm looking over at the groves and they're just over there. <laughs> having a great time. Why can't we have that kind of time in church? I'm going to church and we all did. But I'm going to church and looking over there. Having a great time. It may be good, but look what he did. As soon as the preacher died, he went to start going to the groves. He brought in those idols. You better be careful when you stop going to church, you're going to allow things coming to your house that should not be in your house. And not only does it affect you, but it also affects your kids. It would drag you down and it would drag your kids down. He done what was right in the eyes of the Lord as long as there was a preacher to preach the Word of God. Listen to me, it's entirely possible to be doing what is right, serving the Lord, worshiping, coming to the house of God, and your heart not be in it this morning. You can be sitting here and doing all these things. Ephesians said, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ. Doing the will of God from the heart. Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. We should have a desire to live for God. He said, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not unto men. 
Now, I, I appreciate what people do around here. I mean, we got people doing things around here, and I, I appreciate all what they do. But if you're doing it because I might give you something at the end of the month, You might be doing it for the wrong reasons. We, we, we have an ASAP here. Everybody knows an ASAP? It's ASAP. He's a song leader. Now, when, when he stands up to like this morning, it's, let's stand, sing page 230. We didn't sing, stand to sing for Him. We stood to sing for the Lord. Amen. And we do it from the heart. If you're serving God for the wrong reasons, and, and get this, I want you to hear this and get it good. If you're serving God for the wrong reasons, your heart is going to tell on you. It will reveal what you're doing in the heart. Amen. The Bible says, who can know the heart? It's wicked, deceitful. No one can know the heart. But as soon as you allow the things in your heart to come out, there's no telling where your heart will take you. I, I want to leave this mindset with the world. I want to leave this mindset with the church. I was living for God with my whole heart. I want them to see that I invested in serving God with a whole heart. What are your kids looking at this morning? What do they see this morning? Are they looking for the wealth that you may be able to give them? What you can leave them? Are they looking and seeing a life that is serving God with a whole heart? You're serving a life with God first in everything about you. God is first in my finances. God is in first in my family. God is in first in everything I do. And when I do something, God is first in it. Is your kids seeing that this morning? You're serving God with a whole heart that gave you joy and peace. And they see that God gave you joy and peace and they'll learn that maybe if God gave my father and my mother joy and peace, God just may be able to fill my heart with joy and peace down the road. The reason Amaziah was not always in because he watched his father. And I'm convinced of this reason we have so many young people leaving the church today. If they had saw mom and daddy walk the right way, but their hearts wasn't in it. How can you tell if an adult's heart's all in it? Watch what they do with the preaching 
Watch Amaziah do the same thing that his father done in verse 20. And the Spirit of God came in Zephaniah, the son of Jehada, the priest, which stood above the people and said unto them, Thus saith God, Why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, and ye not prosper, but ye have forsaken the Lord? He has also forsaken you. And they conspired against him and stoned him with stones as the commandments of the king in the court of the house of the Lord. Verse 22, Thus Joash the king, remember not the witness kindness which Jehoiada and his father had done to him, but slew his son. And when he died, he said, The Lord look upon it and require it. Watch, watch the replication of what his father did. Verse 22, verse 20, chapter 25, verse 15, Therefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against Amaziah, and he sent unto him a prophet which said unto him, Why thou sought after the gods of the people? You know, Jerusalem was already done gone in apostasy. Jerusalem was already serving the idols, which could not deliver their own people out of their hands. Verse 16, it came to pass that he talked with him, that the king said unto him, Art Thou made of the king's counsel, forbear, why shouldest thou be smitten? The prophet forbeared and said, I know that God had determined to destroy thee because thou hast done this and hast not hardened unto my counsel. He's other words, he said, Preacher, preacher, I don't want to hear what you got to say. I'm going to do what I want to do. Listen to me. The sweetest thing that God could ever do for you is send you a man of God that will tell you the truth. You say, because you're a preacher, you say that. No, well, you don't get preaching. You don't hear preaching. Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of preaching. I listen to all the old timers, ones that were filled with the Spirit of God. And people were moved when they preached. I listened to all their old messages. Listen, God gets on to me about things that I'm doing and I'm wrong in. And he used preaching to get me right. To get me where I'm supposed to be. A preacher once said, a healthy preacher equals a healthy congregation and I do believe that we're seeing preachers today they have gotten rid of the pulpit standing around and cut off blue jeans or torn up blue jeans pull over shirt and all the things on the screen behind them they watered down light shows smoke screens and just tell you, every day is a good day. You should be ahead in all things. Uh, God meant for you to be rich. Nowhere in the Bible God said you meant to be rich down here. He said, lay up your treasures in heaven. We got so many young people that are leaving the church. Cain ended up killing his brother. Mom and daddy, what's in your heart this morning? I want to show you the revealing of this. Like I said, it, 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 it's in that guy's heart. It's already there. 
Bible tells us I found that people, like, like you said, Cain killed his brother. Why? Because it was in his heart. Because it was in his heart. Lot walked with Abraham. He learned from Abraham. He seen what Abraham done. But the first opportunity to look towards Sodom, he was gone. He took his family and ran that way. The prodigal son was ended up in a far country. Why? Because it was already in his heart. He saw them. And it was in his heart to do that. Judas sold the Lord out for 30, 30 pieces of silver. Why? He walked with Jesus, saw Him do the miracles, saw Him do all these great things, but yet it was in his heart already. Demas forsook Paul. Went back to the world. Why? Now, Demas, you got to look. I want you to listen to it. We talked this about Wednesday night, talking about this. You can be saved at one time and then turn around and walk away from God. Amen. If you believe in once in grace and always in grace, you see me at back. I'll show you scripture. <laughs> Demons walked with Paul, served Paul, seen all those great things, but the Bible said he went back to the love of the world. Walked away. You say, well, preacher, I'll never walk away. Don't ever say that. Because this world's got a lot of pulling power. You start getting the things you desire. <laughs> I imagine right now, if somebody was to win that lottery, was it, was it at a couple hundred million? I don't know what it is. Yeah, you win a couple hundred million dollars, first thing you do, you're going to take your six-month-long vacation. Amen? Amen? Take me with you. <laughs> if you've got that much money, you can take me with you. But that, that's in your heart. That's in your heart. You're looking for a way to get out. We're sitting here, we're looking out the windows, and we're seeing all the things that's going on. We see people driving by and everything. Why can't I just be out there doing what I want to do? It's in your heart. It, your heart's going to reveal the things that's in you that God says, hey, you can't be like that. How was it revealed? It was revealed by the people that he ran with. The things that he was chasing after. Verse 6. He hired also a hundred thousand mighty men of valor out of Israel for a hundred talents of silver. You said, I thought he was a king over Israel. No, he's king over Judah. But Israel and them was splitted. But like I said earlier, the is Jerusalem already done went to the way of the world. Called in the idols. What he's doing. He's, he's hiring them to come down and help fight. Verse 7, But there came a man to God, saying, O king, let not the army of Israel go with thee, for the Lord is not with Israel. Mm. <laughs> the Lord is not with Israel, to wit, with all the children of Ephraim. Listen to me. You can always tell which heart is not in it. 
because they're always leaning to the crowd outside, the carnal crowd. He, he starts gravitating to Israel. You know what's in Israel? You know who's in Israel? Ahab. Pretty bad king there. Jezebel's in Israel. Jeroboam. They brought in all the wicked idols to worship in Israel. That's what they're doing. The preacher told him not to do that. I imagine the king said to the preacher, I've had already passed the money. I've already paid these people. Why not let them come in? Then I imagine he probably said, aren't they in the family too? Aren't they Israelites like us? I'm glad y'all brought that up. (laughs) Good catch. Not everybody sitting in church is a church member. Not everybody sitting in the church is saved. They're not all walking with God, even though they're sitting in church, raising their hand, praise God, preach, preacher. Not all of them are like that. Well, ain't we all the children of God? No. No. You know how to, you know how to tell a carnal Christian? Because they always gravitate to other carnal Christians. And you, you know how to tell a carnal Christian. Well, that preacher ain't preaching right. It's not in the Bible. It's not what I believe in. You ain't supposed to do like that. Well, yeah. It happens in church. Not everybody in church is saved. Not everybody in church is a child of God. And that's what he's saying. Hey, ain't we all alike? Just because they're in a Baptist church don't mean you have to yoke up with them. I love to see lost people come to church. I really do. We talked about it earlier this morning. I'd love to see lost people come to church to get right with God, to get saved with God. But there are people sitting in church today that has absolutely no desire to walk with God, serve God, or do anything, but yet they sit in church. You better be careful who you get hooked up with. They better have the same heart that you have. Amen. Watch what's happened when they win the battle. Verse 14. Now it came to pass that Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his God little g, and bowed down himself before them and burnt incense unto them. Now this just blows my mind. Did y'all catch anything about that? Here he goes, battles Edomites, kill them all. Then he goes and brings their gods to worship him. They couldn't, he, their gods couldn't even save them. And yet he's bringing them, <laughs> this is my God. We got problems. 
He's serving a God that couldn't even save their own people that they believe. I, this is my God, but yet my God cannot save them. When people reveal their heart to you, when people believe, reveal their heart to them, listen to this, this, this is some of the greatest, greatest thing that you'll ever hear. When somebody reveals their heart to you, believe them. Believe them. Don't go and say, well, that's just not them. That's, that's just not them. I, I know them and they will not do that. When somebody reveals their heart to them, a revelation says, just believe them. I've been here 13 years. And if we had everybody that's been through those doors since I've been here, we explode. <laughs> we would have to build a bigger building quickly. But they're not here. Why? Because their hearts were revealed. Their hearts were revealed. And we believed them. We believed them. Not everyone sits in the pews and says, praise God. It's not doing it with the heart. I've seen people come to the altar, sit the altar, cry and shed tears, ask God to save their lives, and they get up and say, I'm saved, and never see them again. Why? Because it's in the heart. It was revealed. What's your heart revealing about you? What's it revealing about you? When somebody reveals a heart to you, just, just believe them. Because you don't, you're going to get hooked up with the wrong people. I, I had some friends down in Florida. I'm not going to call their names because they do watch and listen online. I said, brother, we're leaving the church. I said, why? She said, there's sin in the church. Sin? Yeah. Got hooked up with some false teaching. Just because somebody's overweight, they have sin in their life. So they left. It's okay. I can deal with that. Then they start posting stuff on Facebook. How they enjoy things. They're sitting in a club with drinks on the table. And then they'll post pictures at home and, and they're walking around with beer cans and beer in their hands. And I'm like, who's got the sin? Who's got the sin? Why, why did that happen? Because it was in their heart. In fact, I told the husband, I says, we're free, we're Baptists. Can I say this? Drinking is a sin, still is a sin. A drunk is a drunk. I know we renamed that today as having a disease. If we have a disease of drunkenness, why don't we get rid of all the alcohol in the world? We'd cure that disease, wouldn't we? But they won't listen to me. I, it's not even social drinking. You, you don't tell me that I can sit down at the table and sip some wine. No. No. 
Everybody says, could you drink? Yeah, I can drink. But if I drunk one beer, I'd be one-sixth drunk. In fact, I think if I opened it up and smelled it, I'd be drunk. I don't, I abstain from it, don't believe in it, don't want it around me. Now, I have to go shopping where it's at, but I can't walk by that because, you know, I have the ability to resist. And I resist. Where was I going with this? Oh, man. But, but there's sin. And they were complaining about this, somebody being overweight. And yet they had sin. Why did, they, why did they leave the church? Because it was already in their heart to do so. Now, if you don't come back next week, I'm going to say the exact same thing. Stand up here. It was in their heart. It was in their heart. Amen. So you might say, hey, I better go to church next week because he might be pointing me out. It was my heart not to come back. Amen. I'm just saying that. Amen. Get mad. Go ahead. Don't turn over, but turn over. I'm going to turn over. I'm going to read 1 John. I, I love this. The reason why we have so many things going on wrong in our life is because of people sitting in church that are, are blinded to what's going on. They've been led down a wrong road and they think that they're all right. They, they've gone down the wrong road thinking that everything's good in their life, but it's not. 1 John 15 says, God, love not the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That means if you're eyeing the things out in the world and if it's starting to look good to you, the love of God is not in you. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and pride of life. And it's not of the Father, but is of the world. The world passeth away and the lust are in, but the, that dwell the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time, as you've heard, even that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are th many Antichrists, whereby we know that this is the last time. Why do we sit here and we keep people come in, going out, and go away? They went out from among us, but they were not of us. There are many people that come into church that are not of the church and they go away. We see the reason. We see the revealing. And we see the results. This, I want you to get this part of it real good. Anytime someone tells you that they have a heart condition, anytime somebody comes up and tells me, well, my heart ain't working right. I got stents in. I got to have this surgery. I got to have open heart surgery. It bothers me. It bothers me. I, I get upset about it. I want to pray for them because I don't ever want to be in that condition. My heart is in place that I have to have operation on my heart. And it, and it worries me when people say they have a heart condition. It's never pleasant to hear. And it's hard to deal with. 
Can, can I say preaching on the heart is just as tough? Because nobody wants to hear about the heart. But if we don't get our hearts right, we're going to end up in a mess. What is the result of not having a right heart? The son Amaziah is Uzziah in chapter 26. This is his, Amaziah's son, verse 26, 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar and incense. Verse 17, And Azariah the priest went unto him, and he said unto him, Fourscore priests, the Lord that thou were more violent men. Verse 18, And they withstood Uzariah, and is not there. he said, It's not your job to burn incense in the house of God. Look, his father did what was right in the eyes of the Lord until the preacher went away. He, 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 and, and, and his grandfather did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Now he is just taking it on himself to do what he wants to do. Verse 19, Uriah got mad and God struck him with leprosy. In fact, the Bible said he had leprosy until the day he had died. He was cut off from the house of the Lord. He could not go into the house of the Lord. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the children heard anything from their father? You think it was passed anything from grandfather to son the grandson, the great-grandson. You think anything was passed to them about the house? Do you think that maybe their father said anything good about the house of God? Look at chapter 27, verse 1. Joatham was 20 and 25 years old. And this is uh, Amaziah's great-grandson. He began his reign. He reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother was also named Jerusalem, the daughter of Zodak. And he that which was he did that was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all his father rising, he howbeit he entered not into the temple of the Lord, and the people did corruptly. You you see the results. You see look, watch this. Fathers, grandfathers, great grandfathers, and great grandfathers. You might be one someday. I'll never be one. You, you got father doing what was right in the eyes of God. Son watching dad. Eh, he's doing what's right in the eyes of God, but he's not wholehearted. Not wholehearted. Now you got grandson watching his dad, all the things that went on in his life. You think he's going to be what? No. Great grandson says, <laughs> you know what? I ain't going to do like none of them. I'm just going to do what I want to do. We're living in an age where, hey, we're right here. And by the time you get down to your great-grandchildren, they're not even going to believe there is a God alive. They're not even going to believe there is a God. That's the country we're living in today. We see the, you see the decline. We see the decline. Young people are starting to seek things other than the things of God. They're seeking things of the world, the pleasure of the world, and all that. So we see that decline going steadily down. If you don't have the right heart today, 
your child is not going to have the right heart tomorrow. And if your child don't have the right heart tomorrow, your grandchild is going to be the one that says, I don't believe there's a God. I believe we can do what we want to do, how we want to do it, and where we want to do it at. Because when you die, that's it. No. See what I'm saying? You've got to do it with the whole heart. And God's been dealing with me this on this, the whole heart. I don't believe grandson or great-grandson heard anything pleasant about the house of God. Be careful what you say about the house of God on your way home today. Chapter 28, verse 1. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began his reign. He reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. But he did not, that was right in the sight of the Lord, like David his father, for he walked the ways of the kings of Israel and made also molten images for Balaam. Moreover, burnt, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Hammon and burnt his children in the fire. That's the abomination of heathen whom the Lord had cast out for the children of Israel. So what's the point of this, preacher? There is a progression that we go. You've got, to do, you've got to do it with your whole heart. Now, I, I don't mean to be, I don't want to mean seem that I'm saying, well, you don't have the whole heart. God, I'm telling you the truth. There's a lot of times my heart's not in it. There's a lot of times my heart ain't in it. There's a lot of times I get up in the morning, that's <laughs> I'd really rather just lay in bed and sleep for another two or three hours. There's times I would just say, Lord, I don't want to study and get ready for the message. And, and when I say that, it seems like I get so built up with frustration in my mind that God drives me back to the Word of God. He says, no, I'm not going to let you get like that. So I don't want to be hard on you. You know your heart. You know your heart. I, I would be careful to say my whole heart's in it when you know it's not. When you know it's not. How can I tell? I could tell you a lot of things about how I can tell somebody's heart's not in it. You just see me after church. I don't want to embarrass you. There's people sitting right here right now. Their, their whole heart is not in it. They're trying to slip by just a little bit. You know, in baseball, when somebody tries to steal second, the catcher will throw the ball, and sometimes they make it by that much, and sometimes they miss it by that much. I, I'd hate to think I slid and tried to slide into heaven and missed it by that much because my heart wasn't all in it. God knows your heart. You know your heart. You know where you stand at. God knows where you stand at. And God had to get me on. There's some things that God had to get me on. And I said, Lord, I thank you for getting on it because there's been times my heart hasn't been in what I need to be. And if I'm going to be the pastor of this church, my heart has to be wholehearted into it. I cannot play games. I have to be wholehearted in it, not half-hearted. So I'm going to ask you.